welcome to My Faculty Podcast at Walden University, created to provide further professional development and conversations relevant to faculty interests. This podcast is brought to you by the Center for Research Quality. Welcome to Research Talk. I'm Dr. Lee Statlander. With me today is our guest, Dr. Ethel Perry. Dr. Perry is a health psychologist and she's a faculty member at Walden University. Our topic today is COVID-19 and anxiety in the dissertation process. So welcome, Ethel. So happy that you're joining us. Thank you. Happy to be here. So let's start with how would a chair even recognize that there was a problem with a student that they were having anxiety or whatever? One way that a chair could recognize that is when their patterns have changed, which during this time, I've seen several of my students where their patterns in writing has changed, <laughs> you know, um, because they're feeling anxious, they're not able to focus as much. And during our meeting times, we will talk about it. And at the beginning of the meeting, they will express their fears and their concerns, um, especially the the older students have a lot of fears and concerns about their own health and um, how can they go about uh, just being able to cope with this. And so we'll talk about some coping strategies in reference to that. So it sounds like it's important then for the chair to actually be talking to their students. Yes, that is very essential in talking to the students. Uh, And because I'm able to use the um, various platforms like Zoom and meeting with the student face-to-face, that also helps uh, because, all you know, we get that personal contact and uh, all that connection, I should say. And as we're talking, um, I think it's beneficial to allow them at the beginning of the meetings to express their concerns and fears and their uh, uncertainty about the future just uncertainty about the future. And once they've done that, you know, we put a little humor in there to help break the ice and just break the the stress that's going on. But they also would talk about how they're handling the stress themselves, whether it's taking walks or making sure that they sleep, there's plenty of sleep. Mm -hmm. So what would a chair do, or do you have suggestions, like if a student just disappears, I mean, what do you do? If a student just disappear, um, it's good to try every effort to reach out to them. You know, you can reach out to them through email. If they don't respond, then I would suggest to reach out to them by phone. Call them. Uh, uh, they don't answer, leave a message. Uh, if you still see that they don't respond, try to get their, you know, student success advisor involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I have even, you know, another way is that sometimes people will respond to a text. They not they may not respond to a phone call, but a lot of times people will respond to a text. And through sending a text, uh, you know, people often respond back to you and say, I'm okay, or no, I'm feeling highly stressed. However, you know, you try to uh, use every strategy in trying to get the student back engaged into the um, dissertation process. I've been wondering what would happen if 
like a student got sick. Have you thought at all about that? I mean, what the next steps would be? If you'd know. Yes, I have. Actually, I have. Yes. Actually, I had that experience. <laughs> a student who actually did became, became very ill to the point of death, where she ended up in ICU. Oh, wow. And I knew that was unusual for her to miss a meeting. And it just so happened that her good friend who was at the hospital with her had her cell phone. And she saw my name pop up, and uh, she decided to give me a call. And she informed me what was going on. Uh, at that time, I got her, uh, her uh, doctoral specialist involved. And um, I asked her friend just to keep in touch with me, just to let her know, because she couldn't talk. She couldn't do anything. But I said, just let her know that uh, I was uh, here for her, and I'm available whenever she got better. Just uh, give me a call, and we'll just take it from there. Wow. So how's she doing now? Is she better? Oh, she's doing, oh yes, she's better. She's on the road to recovery. Oh, very good. So, so we're just might, really good. It seems like it might be a good idea to get like a next of kin or emergency numbers from students just to have them, you know? Yes, it is. It is. I have a, I have another student who actually who has terminal cancer. Mm. Um, I have her. Um, husband's number that she gave me, as well as her adult children. <laughs> and uh, we keep in contact. And because the because of the type of cancer that this one particular dissertation student has, it actually has caused deafness. Oh, wow. And so we do a lot of talking via text, but I do keep in contact with her family members. You know, you almost become like a family uh, when that occurs. But however, uh, yes, I have learned to um, get a next, an emergency number just in case things like this can happen in life. Sure. Sure. I know I've had when student when I've had students that were going through difficult medical issues, I often ask them to give my number to their husband or their spouse or whatever. And, mm -hmm. to, you know let them know that they can get in touch with me too, because that sometimes helps. Mm -hmm. okay. It does. That, that does help. help. And, then, and so I, I try to make sure that, you know, the family members do have my number and my email address, which is very important. Sure. Um, I also let them know that I'm very flexible. If they need to text me, I have no problem with that, because I'd rather get the information about what's going on with them does not be able to get the information. Yeah, definitely. Particularly now. I think that's super important. Right. So do you have ideas as to things that a chair might suggest to reduce a student's stress? Things that they could do or whatever? Well, one uh, idea that I have that I often will, you know, Tell the students for reducing the stress is that they need to take time, time out for themselves called me time. You know, to take care of themselves, break away from the writing, just break away from it. 
and whether it's a couple of hours, and go take a if they if they're able to to take a walk. Uh, if they can't go take a walk in their neighborhood because of the stay home orders, then if they have a backyard, but take some time out. Uh, another thing that I suggest is that. YouTube often have yoga or meditation that you can do that's very relaxing. And I said, you know, here goes some small 15 minutes or 10 minutes yoga or meditation that you can do. Great idea. And so as well as, right, and there's exercise on YouTube for all age levels. And they are from 10 to 15 minutes, however long you like to exercise. But that's helpful. Some people like to read books. Well, go read books. Something other than dissertation related, huh? Yes, yes. Not always dissertation reading. You know, do something to take your mind off it. You know, at the same time, I let them know, try not to watch. The news is important, but try not to oversaturate yourself with the news. Oh, that is so true. It's just so hard to hear it all the time. You know, it will literally just burn you out and stress you out. Definitely. So you have to take care of your own mental health, your you know, your physical health, your emotional health. You have to do all that. And another thing that I suggest to them is to make sure that they are having dinners with their family. That's important, family time. Yeah. Because your family is your support system, and right now we're all in the house together. <laughs> yeah. So what a great time to have family time, and that may mean you can do cooks out, cook out on your patios, depending on where you live. You know, I have some students who live literally live in the mountains. Well, what a great view to take. Mm-hmm. You know, so go out there if you live in the mountains. That's a beautiful view just to sit out there and look at the sea. You know, just the scenery. And that's relaxing. And with it being springtime, a lot of us have birds now that are in it. You can hear the morning birds chirping. And that is relaxing. So whatever they need to do to relax, just take care of themselves every day and do some type of exercise. Very good. I like it. So we talked about it in terms of students, but what about for the faculty member, you know? Is there anything different that we should consider in ourselves as a faculty member? Well, as a faculty member, you know, of course, we need to take care of ourselves as well, too, because we are human and we have feelings. Uh, This is stressful for faculty members, uh, for faculty members who have dealing with small children at the house where it has changed. Now you become the teacher at your own house or now everyone's at your house doing working from home. But as a faculty member, we have to take breaks during the daytime. We have to take a break time, schedule those breaks in. What I do, I schedule my break time in. Mm-hmm. So just like I would at a normal job, if I'm working from eight to five, I schedule my, I have, I take two 15 minute breaks and I take an hour lunch. And those times are very sacred. So you protect those times. <laughs> You don't schedule anybody during those times mm-hmm. because you need a break. In the evening time, you know, I will go and exercise. So because I live in a forest, I'm able to walk the trails. 
and no one's around, but it makes it really nice. I uh, talk to other faculty, and that makes it nice. Um, we may talk about what's going on, but we also have a lot of laughter as well, too. Oh, I like that. So just the chance to talk to other people, even if it's on the phone right. or whatever. Yeah. Right. And so I'm doing, we're doing a lot of personal Zoom meetings with each other. Might be a good time to reach Well, we can just talk. That you may not know well or mm -hmm. something like that, just to kind of connect. Right, right. And it is a great time. I mean, I've reached out to people where I met, may have met only a couple times in residencies. And I will, just, I'm reaching out because sincerely want to know how are you doing during this time. And they email back and they say, oh, I'm so happy you reached out to me. <laughs> and they'll say a lot of things that's going on with them right now. And I'll say, well, hey, if you want to connect, then just give me a call or we can do a Zoom meeting and we can just talk. Because this, these are stressful times for a lot of people. Yeah. I know I've had lunch with a couple people on Zoom, you know, where we'll both eat together and talk, like as if we went out to lunch or have coffee together. That does definitely help to bring yes. it up. Yeah. It's a way of doing that. And, you know, and for faculty too, you know, what I, what, my family and I will do, we'll meet with family friends through Zoom for in, for evening dinner on Friday. Every Friday, we have that. that now. That's something that we started. Yeah, I love that. So I really like it. Now we're looking at implementing a book club because I'm part of a book club. And so we had to do it virtual now. Interesting. I like that. So it is. But the main thing is not to isolate yourself to the point where it's not healthy. I know that we have a social distancing, but it's not, you know, that's a difference between isolation. Mm -hmm. So we can be social distanced, but we don't have to be isolated. And that's the dangerous part for anybody, whether you're a faculty or whether you're a dissertation student, is when you get into the place of isolation. And you have to recognize that for yourself. And if you see that you're isolating yourself, you're not talking to people, you're shutting down, then that's where if someone sees that in somebody, that's where you reach out to them to try to help them. And recognizing it in yourself, I think, is also important. Yes, recognizing yourself and doing self-maintenance. You know, if you see yourself isolating, get up, go out. It is no more than going outside, walking around. Um, I understand that, you know, I do have some dissertation students, not many, but they may live in an apartment complex in the inner city. Hmm. Literally getting out is not something they want to do, especially where their city is actually a hot spot right now. And, you know, they, they, they have problems just staying in that small apartment. Sure. With the children. And I often will ask, do you have a balcony where you're not close to people? And they say, yes. You know, so it's, it's a lot of things that uh, people are feeling and expressing at this time. Because for individuals who may have homes that's in, you know, that's on large pieces of property or live on farm or ranch, well, then it's not as bad for social distancing. 
Mm-hmm. Because you can do a lot. But for those people who live in the inner cities or even some of the suburbs and you're on top of each other, then that's where it becomes, a, a you know, they, they feel very a lot of stress and not being able to even go out with, without the fear of something may occur or happen. Yeah, I know my husband keeps reminding me that, you know, self-isolation doesn't mean you can't go out in your car. That's right. You You take family drive. Yeah, exactly. At least feel like you're getting out in the world and maybe get some takeout or at least just drive around. Drive around. I mean, driving around is great. I mean, driving around is great, but uh, people just have to think outside the box right now. And come up with strategies. Um, do whatever it takes to make yourself healthy or keep yourself healthy. I know uh, a dissertation student and I, we were talking, and it's so ironic because we were talking about creating a tennis court and how to do that on our driveways. <laughs> <laughs> and we both have large driveways. We were thinking about it. We said, well, we could do it this way. <laughs> And we start designing this <laughs> during the meeting time, but it really helped because we had laughter there. It took all mine off of what was going on, and we came up with some great ideas. <laughs> I like that. And then some other students and I, you know, although we're talking about their research, but we started talking about other, we said, you know, we could do a real good research right during this time for qualitative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we have we have good ideas to come up, but it helps relieve the tension. Mm-hmm. It really does. And I laughter, I mean, laughter is really good. You know, I try to put humor into the meetings because humor helps break the stress that you're feeling. Oh, yeah. And, and actually, you know, with humor, it increases your endorphins. And if you have those endorphins, then you don't feel as bad, physically so. So watching some comedies and stuff might be helpful for everybody, too. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. It's very helpful. The comedy is very good. Good, good, clean comedy is very helpful. It really is. This might be a good time to start, if people haven't been doing it, but to start doing some group sessions with their students, I would think, you know, where you... Have everybody get online together and talk. And I mean, you could mm -hmm. do it about a particular topic. It is good. Mm -hmm. It's good. We have an open forum just for chatting. It's just an open forum for chatting. And we've been doing that twice a quarter. But now, because of what everything is going on and everyone's at home, um, we have a consensus where the, uh, the group members, want to meet on the weekend on where we can just have an open forum just to chat. Mm-hmm. And which is, I mean, which is fine with me. And so we get on Zoom and do, and you, well, typically we use Zoom, that platform there. And so we all get on Zoom, but it, it's really great because not only can they talk about it, what's going on right now, which makes it really nice. And they get ideas from other people. And they also are able to support each other. And feeling that support, it you know, it's just it's, it makes a difference. Yeah. 
I could definitely see that would be very supportive it, for students. And it is, it's very supportive. And I found, you know, usually we do either, we'll choose either a Saturday or a Sunday, depending on people's schedules. Mm -hmm. And we just get online and we and chat on the Zoom platform. And it, and typically, you know, it's longer than an hour, so I set two hours aside because it allows each individual to be able to talk. Two hours, wow. I know, wow, but believe it or not, <laughs> you know, when you, <laughs> it's something we actually appreciate it because it gives them the opportunity to talk. Uh, they may, some people may start off in a negative mode. And end up at the end being very positive. So, which is really good. I have a, I think I have like four people actually who are therapists. <laughs> and so, everyone is just really good. I mean, they're really good. I have individuals who are actually are, are essential workers for their city and uh, their concern. Because if you're a nurse and you're working in the hospitals, you should be concerned. Yeah. So it allows them the opportunity to talk. We may not use the full two hours, but um, that's what we typically will set it for. But it's been beneficial, and it keeps them on track in being able to write. Because one thing that I didn't notice when they first, when COVID first came out, mm -hmm. is that some people's writing patterns change, hmm. and they lost their focus. And, but however, by having avenues where they can talk, uh, they were able to regain the focus again. Well, great. Well, thank you, Ethel. We really appreciate your giving us some suggestions. I'm sure that you really helped some faculty and probably by extension, some of their students. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's been, it's been very helpful. Um, I think that I know that everyone's going to get through this. We will. Definitely. We will. Okay. Well, stay well and thank you. Okay. You too. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Thank you for joining us today for Research Talk. Our music is by audionautics.com. And I'm Dr. Lee Statlander. Today's podcast was sponsored by Walden University's Center for Research Quality. Mm -hmm.